Thank you for tuning in to Lexington Road Ministries podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to stop by. We hope you enjoy today's message. How many of you know tonight what it means to be mad? Have you ever been mad? How many of you ever been mad? So you know what it means to be mad, don't you? You know, sometimes we get mad at each other. We storm at each other. We yell at each other. We scream at each other. Sometimes we get so mad that we hit each other. Sometimes we just run toward each other. Madness is something that we're all a common to. We know what it means. We know what madness means. So I want somebody tonight in this house to just shout, Mighty in battle. Say it again. Mighty in battle through Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. The pastor spoke this morning and illustrated to us that it is on through and by Jesus that we're made conquerors, that we're made to be overcomers. We're faced today, I believe, with making a stand or throwing our hands up and running as hard as we can from the enemy. Sad to say there are many that have chosen to throw their hands up and quit. I'll live for you, Lord, as long as you let me live on the mountaintop. Those are those that feel like that when you come to the Lord and you give your life to the Lord, that everything should be easy from their own, that there should not be any trials, there should not be any heartaches, there should not be any troubles, that everything should go right. But how many of you know tonight that that's not true? Amen. There are battles to fight. There there are wars to be conquered. God's people were not called into the ministry to sit on a mountaintop all the time and have God to just issue out to them every little thing that they ask for and not fight any battles. There are battles to be fought. I want you to notice what Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 6, 14. He said, Stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all, somebody say above all, above all taking the shield of faith with which you shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, I don't want to be judgmental tonight, but I've noticed that there are those that stand around and let the devil pick on them and beat up on them while there are others that will make a stand and tell the enemy where he belongs. I believe it's our job to put the devil in his place. We give him too much credit. 
We brag on him a lot. We testify about how good he is, how strong he is. We talk about how vicious he can be. And we never talk about how God has given us power and authority over him and where to put him. We need to learn from a daily experience with God that the devil is no match for not one child of God that is armed with the Holy Spirit. My God, church, I want to tell you something. You take one person that is saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, the power of God has been poured into their lives. There's not a devil in hell that is able to overcome that individual. We have authority. The Bible tells us that we have authority over him. Jesus said, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Now, I want to tell you, I don't know how you feel about that tonight, but I'm here to tell you that, that, that those are words that just charge me up because it lets me know that with Jesus Christ, there's no devil, there's no power in hell, there's no, there's no foe that can come and do anything to me that, that, that I don't allow them to do because Jesus is living in my life. Well, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Well, it deserved more than that, but that's okay anyhow. A person that is armed in the spirit are those that will storm walls. They will charge through barriers. They will climb over mountains. They will run through valleys facing the enemy, and they will shout, it's the blood, it's the blood, it's the blood of Jesus Christ. You cannot cross the bloodline. Does anybody, is this on? You cannot cross the bloodline. I don't care how many devils there are I don't care how many uh, are lurking around trying to destroy somebody's life. When the blood is there, the devil cannot cross the bloodline. We just, you know, we ask people to testify, and I say, well, I just thank God for saving me, but I've just had a terrible week this week. You just don't know how I feel. You don't know what I've gone through. I just feel like throwing my hands up and quitting. I just can't endure any longer. My God, that's not a testimony. That, that's, a, that's, that's a statement to, uh, that's giving credit to the devil. Thank God I'm saved. Thank God I'm sanctified. Thank God I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank God I'm on my way to heaven. Thank God he He's been good to me. That's a testimony. Somebody needs to testify what God is doing in their lives. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He's my almighty. He's the one that comforts me. He's the one that protects me. I can lay my head down of a night, put my head on a pillow, 
fall asleep and never be worried or, or concerned about somebody breaking in on me and, and taking my life or, or killing one of my family. I don't have to do that. The angel of the Lord encampeth about me. He said the Lord encampeth about those that love and fear him. Hallelujah. There's always protection for every child of God. I don't know about some folks, but I believe what Paul said in Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or Romans 8, 37. Nay, in all these things, we're made more than conquerors through him that loved us. Paul made up his mind that tribulations, distress, persecutions, Famines, nakedness, perilous sword could not stop him. He said that we, as God's people, are made more than conquerors. Think about all the wars that have been fought in this world. Think about all the, uh, the, the discredit to God's people has gone on in this world today. But I'm telling you, the Bible tells us that we never lose a war. You may lose a battle here and there because you haven't been praying the way you ought to. But I will tell you that God's people never lose a war. Why? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. You can't lose with the stuff that we use. Did you hear what I said? I said you can't lose with the stuff that we use. When God is on your side, you don't have to be afraid of the enemy. You don't have to be concerned about what the devil's going to do tomorrow or next week and just sit back and say, if I don't bother him, he won't bother me. Let me tell you something. He's after you. The devil doesn't like you. He hates you. He wants to destroy you. But I want to tell you something. The Bible tells us that if Jesus be on our side, who can be against us? Hallelujah. I want you to notice something from 1 Samuel chapter 17. Tonight, when David stood up against Goliath, the first thing that he did was he stepped up to intercede for God's people. Think about that. You know, sometimes we just think about ourselves all the time, don't we? Well, you know, if I take care of myself, that's, that's a job. I, that's all I can do. I can't worry about nobody else. But I'm telling you, friend, the Bible says that we're to be concerned about our brothers and sisters and love one another, pray for one another, supplicate for one another, endure for one another, lay hands on one another. The Bible tells us that we should love our neighbors just as ourselves. He loves us. He cares about us. And he wants us to intercede for one another. Verse 26, he asked, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the armies of the living God? And then in verse 37, he said, moreover the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he shall deliver me out of the hands of this Philistine. David could have said, this is not my battle. Why should I be concerned about you? 
That's not that's none of my business. Why should I worry about Jason? Why should I worry about Brother Isaac? Why should I worry about anybody? I've got enough to take care of myself, and I guarantee you that most of us feel that way. We are to be concerned about one another. David, at 16 years old, stood up for a nation and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the army of the living God? David could have just said, all I came for was to bring some corn, some loaves, and some fish. That's all I come for. What did you come to church for tonight? Did you come just because we have church on Sunday night? Did you come just to see if somebody else showed up? Did you come to see your friends, or, or did you come to worship the Lord? Did you come to praise the Lord? Something we did this morning in Sunday school, and I'm, I think I'll do that just real quick with about 10 people. And if you don't feel like doing it, that's okay. But I, I, I feel like there should be at least 10 people in here that's willing to worship the Lord. The Bible talks about praise and giving praise to God. In fact, when you read the book of Psalms, all of Psalms, it consists of praise. Is always giving praise and glory and, and, and honor to God. So what I want you to do is about 10 of you that will stand up right now. Is there 10? You 10 are going to do something. Because what I want you to do is with an audible voice. You know what an audible voice is? Do you know what an loud audible voice is? I'm going to start with you. In a loud, alibi voice, I want you to give the Lord the highest praise that you can give. We love you, Lord. Holy is your name. Oh, da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. We love you, God. We love you. Yeah. We honor you with everything inside of us. Hallelujah. We love to you. Yeah. Everything we have. Glory. The earth is yours and the fullness Hallelujah. Is yours. Yeah. Glory. Isaac. Something's turning in the rims. Hey, hey. Yeah. Come on, Debbie. This ushers in the presence of God. Does anybody hear what I'm saying tonight? It ushers in the presence of God. Somebody needs to worship him. Woo! Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Debbie. <laughs> yeah. Kathy. Praise him. Yes. Loud audible praise. Loud audible praise. Nancy Kathleen. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Rebecca. Victory. Victory. Yes. Robert. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Woo. Yes. Jason. Yes. Holy. Yes. Hallelujah. Angie. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. This is intercessory praise. Hallelujah. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise him in the sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise the mighty God. Praise him for his healing. Praise him for his deliverance. Let everything praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, Holly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. Come on, you can praise him. Come on, Terry. Terry, praise him. Yeah, loud audible praise. Make a joyful noise in the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be. Listen, folks, the devil will try to dampen this praise if you allow it. Go on and praise the Lord in this house. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Now let everybody in the house just raise your voices tonight and give some praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You remember Jehoshaphat? When he faced the enemy, all he could do is praise the Lord. All he could do is sing a song. Hallelujah. And that's all we need to do. If we'll just praise God, he'll step in the picture and God will do mighty things in our presence if we'll just worship him. Hallelujah. Sometimes we tend to just take care of our own business. And excuse me for the way I say it, but sometimes we need to be a little nosy. We need to be a little nosy with our brothers and sisters. What's going on with you? What's going on with you? You just seem like you're carrying a burden. You just seem like there's something going on. Tell me about it. 
Let me help you pray about it. Don't, don't keep it inside. Let somebody know it. Let somebody pray with you. Sometimes we think that we just ought to keep to ourselves, not tell anybody about what we're going through. I don't know about you, but when I see a brother or a sister that's facing something, I start interceding for them. I start praying for them. God, I don't know what my sister's going through. I don't know what my brother's going through. I don't know, I don't have all the answers. I don't have everything that they want to hear, but I'll tell you one thing I can do, and that's get on my knees before God and call out their names and, and begin to pray and intercede for somebody that I see that is hurting. Listen to me. You can't keep your feelings to yourself. I can tell when somebody's hurting. You're going to be saved. I can tell when somebody is going through something. Kathy, I can tell when there's something on your mind. And I start praying for you. It makes me mad when I see the devil picking on you. It makes me mad when I see the devil picking on our teenagers around the church. It makes me mad when I see the devil picking on moms and dads and church elders. It makes me mad. I'm ready to go to battle. I'm ready to fight. I'll, I'll take the devils of hell on and I'll tell you I won't lose with the stuff that I use because I go against them in the power of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is greater in me than any devil that has ever come against any God's people. You know, you know, when you start talking about the devil, people just clam up, don't they? It's like, I wouldn't say that, but he'll be on him tomorrow. I fight him every day. I never go through a day that I don't fight the enemy. Every day of my life, he tries to work through my mind. He tries to work through just my physical illness. He tries to work at me everywhere, just confusing me. Hallelujah. I told Gary Bellinger at lunch the day we were having lunch together, and he was talking to me about a problem that he had. And I said, Gary, there's times that I want to say something and I lose my concentration. I can't even remember what I was saying. Now, I know nobody here has been that way. I know that you know you're all geniuses and 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 you you never lose your train of thought. What was I talking about? I have no idea. And the person you're talking to sometimes will look at you and say, I don't have an idea either. That's what the devil tried to do to you. We've got to learn to intercede one for another and we have to be at battle with the enemy this is a continuous warfare you'll fight today you'll fight tomorrow and you'll fight the rest of your life as long as you live on this earth as a Christian you will be in warfare there's no such thing as you having a day 
where the devil won't come against you with something. You say, well, boy, I've had a great week this week. I haven't been faced with anything. You just don't know that. You just feel that because what he's doing is plotting against you. He's watching every move that you make. He, he's listening to all of your, your uh, thoughts and all of your, well, let me rephrase that because he can't read your thoughts. Uh, he's, he's listening to every word that you say, every word that comes out of your mouth. The devil hears that. He hears the negatives. He hears the positives. Everything that you say that comes out of your mouth, the devil hears it and he plots against you with every word that you say. If you say one negative word, that's what he picks up on. He takes that one word. I don't know how I'm gonna make my car payment this week, he picks up on it. I don't know how I'm going to pay the doctor bill, he picks up on it. I don't know how we're going to get through this, he picks up on it. And that's what he fights you with, with the thing that comes out of your mouth. Now, David's father, I want you to notice something right here. David's father, Jesse, had eight sons in the book of Kings. In the book of Chronicles, he only had seven sons. Now, I asked myself the question, what did Chronicles say that David had seven sons? King says he has eight sons. This is not proven, but most scholars think that Jesse had another son that had died in Chronicles because, because they only talked about the living. They never talked about the dead. They let the dead bury what? The dead. They didn't talk about the dead. So in Chronicles, he said seven sons. In Kings, he said eight sons. Now, we don't know about that, but we do understand that there were only three sons that went to join the army of Saul. David was a sheep herder. He was a young boy taking care of a flock of sheep. And his father Jesse sent him to inquire of his brothers to see how they were faring. And when he gets there, he notices some things that are going on. Everyone is going out to fight. There are those that look at those that are going out to fight and they are like those that I mentioned. This is not my battle. Why should I go out? So there were four that refused to go out. How many in the church sometimes just says this is not my battle and just a few fights the battle? Think about that. You have a few that goes out and joins the army to fight against the alien, but there's some that just sit back and don't do anything and say, why should I get involved in this fight? Secondly, I want you to notice that David relied on God, verse 45, when he said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. 
David knew that he was not a match for the giant. A 16-year-old boy facing a giant that was nine feet tall with a, a weaver's beam in the head of that spear weighed 25 pounds and a sword that was almost as long as David, he knew that he was not a match in the flesh. But we don't war, folks, in the flesh. We should never, ever try to fight the enemy in the flesh because we're no match for the devil in the flesh. But in the spirit, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Psalms 91 verse 10 says, through verse 14 says, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, and the young lion and the serpent shall thou trample under thy feet. Are you relying on yourself or are you relying on God? I don't know about you, but I'm relying on God, church. I can't make it in myself. Thirdly, I want you to notice, David faced the enemy. Verse 48 says he ran toward the army of the Philistines. I'm glad that God has called champions in his army, so someone that has been with God, someone with boldness can stand up and fight the battle. I'm glad that there are folks that can stand and say, I will not budge, I will not bend, I will not fall, I will stand and I will survive and I will defeat and victory is mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that there are folks, people that have put on the whole armor of God. And they're ready to stand up and make a stand against the enemy and say, stand back, devil. You can't treat my family like that. I'm, I'm, I'm confident that if we would pray for our children like we should, we could war off the enemy and we could defeat the enemy and we could be assured that our children are safe. You're not gonna treat my family that way. You can't treat my church that way. You can't even treat me that way. You're under my feet. Young people, listen to me tonight. Do you consider yourself a mighty warrior of God? David was only 16 years old when he slayed Goliath. Think about it. What you could do if you just offered yourself to the Lord. 16 years old that went out. Saul's army, listen to this. The Bible said that, that the Philistines had set their self 
in war against Israel. Israel was on one mountain. The Philistines was on the other mountain. This giant come out every day and he would holler at Israel and say, send me a man that'll fight with me. And if he defeats me, we'll become your servants. But if we defeat him, then you're gonna be our servants. And when David gets there to bring his brother some corn, some some uh, uh, cheese, and, 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 and to see how they were doing, his father said, see how they're firing. And, and he gets there and he hears this giant screaming out against God's people. He says, who is this Philistine that defies the army of God? And he, and he, and he talks to the, to the soldiers there. And the Bible says that they begin to tell him, if the one that kills this giant will have great riches and they'll, they'll be able to marry Saul's daughter. And then he says, well, just send me. Saul says, well, you're just a youth. You're just a youngster. What makes you think that you can go down? And David just told him, said, I slayed the bear. I slayed a giant. Not because of me, but because of he that is in me. Hallelujah. He had an experience with God. He knew where he stood with God. Do you know where you stand with God? Do you know what, what kind of relationship you have with God? Are you able to go out and stand and say, who is this person? Who is this devil? Who is this enemy that comes against the church or comes against God's people? You say what you want, church. And I'm telling you, there's a battle. And there's a war going on. I heard just a few days ago, I don't know how true this is, but it's possible that the Pope of the Catholic Church had made an alliance with the Arab nations and was combining the two religions together to make a one world religion. I want to tell you that's possible because you say, well, that'll never happen. Oh, that'll never be. You don't know, my friend. We're in critical times. These are days of war. There's a war going on. If God's people ever needed to get serious about what they're doing, they need to get serious today. You need to say, I, I understand. This is a battle. This is a war that I'm fighting, and I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to be armed in the spirit of the Lord, and that no devil in hell is going to defeat me or my family. What about it? This world system. Think about it. In this world system, will you make a stand? Saul and his army was faced. Saul's army was afraid scared, ran. And I want to tell you something. The Christian warfare is not fun. This is not a fun thing. If you're looking for fun, go to Disney. Hallelujah. This is not fun. I labor in this thing. I fight in this thing. We've got to this point to where we think that if you give your heart to God, everything's going to be a, a bunch of roses. But that's not the way it is. 
There's a battle going on. I've got a daughter that's battling a, a sickness. The devil's trying to attack me. The devil's trying to attack you and others. This is a war. We have to fight this war every day of our lives. When you think that this is fun, folks, you are mistaken. It is not fun to serve God. It is not fun to go to church. It is not fun to, to go out here and labor and knock on doors. It's not fun to take care of children. It's not fun to sing songs and try to get you to worship God. It's not fun. It's labor. I know. I hear you. I've got a spirit of discernment too. Some of you disagree with me. But it's not fun. I fight a battle every day of my life. Yes, I enjoy serving God, worshiping God. But it's not fun when I have to get down in the trenches and battle and fight and pray and agonize with God and find myself alone and calling on God and begging God to touch somebody holding faith when everybody else seems to doubt out. I want to tell you something. I'm firm in my faith. I won't waver in my faith. When God tells me something, that's the way it is, my friend. It's settled. Whether you believe it or not, it's already settled. When God tells me, I believe it. Hallelujah. And I believe that there are some of you that believe it also. When you learn to fight through the Spirit, you get the victory and you stop the enemy and you take back what he's taken from you. How many of you have had the devil take something from you? Hallelujah, I have. If you haven't, you're lying. I'll just be straight out with you. If you haven't had the devil to take something, you're not almighty. Hallelujah. We all, everybody in this place tonight has had the devil to take something from you. He's trying to take your victory. He's trying to take your influence. He's trying to take a, a, something that would impress somebody else to serve the Lord. He's even taken a testimony away from you from time to time. It's a battle. It's a battle. But when you fight in the spirit, you take back. And I don't know who your enemies are tonight, but I do know that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper when Jesus is there. Don't be like David's brothers and run from the enemy. Stand and fight. When God's on your side, you can't lose. If you want victory, you've got to claim victory. Hallelujah, you've got to understand that God wants you to have victory and he wants you to stand for him in this race, in this war that we're in today. I don't have time to tell you all the things that's going on in this nation tonight. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's, it's awful. There, there are people that are, that are doing these things and church people are sitting around and compromising them and, and, and upholding them in the sins that they commit. They're personal friends with. You can't be a, a personal friend with somebody that's out here a, a sinning like a dog every day of their lives. You can't be a personal friend to somebody like that. You can witness to them. 
You can pray for them, but you can't be a personal friend with them. Well, I don't agree with their lifestyle, but we're still good friends. Uh Uh-uh, doesn't work that way. Bible says, come out from among them. Be separate, saith the Lord. Get away from that stuff. It'll rub off on you. Hallelujah. There's a compromise. What, let me ask you a question. Why do you think that we are in such a mess today in churches are compromising and allowing everything in the world to come in and, and join the church and be in leadership Well, I'm not your pastor, so that's all right. Let me tell you something. The world is trying to force ideological ideas down your throat by combining Christ with a system of theory. In other words, to give you a choice as to what you want to believe. I just don't believe it that way. I had someone to tell me one time, I said, but the Bible says, and they said, we don't care what the Bible says, we know what we believe. There are people out there like that. There are people that are joining the world's theory in thinking that they can be whatever they want to be. What about it? Will you give in to the world system? Or will you make a stand for what's right? Or will you just go along with the crowd? Hallelujah. Christian warfare. Hallelujah. Carnal weapons cannot win spiritual battles when you learn to fight with the right spirit you're going to be an overcome I want you to stand with me listen to what Paul said in Romans 8 38 for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depths, nor any other creature is able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. I'm persuaded. Are you persuaded tonight? Are you persuaded that tomorrow you will still have victory over the enemy. Are you persuaded tonight that tomorrow when you get up and the devil slaps you square in the face that you'll have enough power and authority to put him in his place? It's your choice. It's up to you as to what you do. You don't have one religion and I have another religion. You one belief, I have another belief. We should all go by the word of God. And this is the unadulterated word of God. It's your choice. Bow your heads. Father, I feel like I've chopped this message to pieces. 
But God, I preach what you told me to preach. It's up to us as individuals to make our mind up. I can't make minds up. I can't make Elvira's mind up. She can't make my mind up. Can't make Lisa's mind up or Holly's mind up. We all have to make our own minds up as to where we're going to stand. God's side or the side of this world. We're in war. And I'm asking you, God, to touch every heart here. I'm going to ask you tonight, if you will, to come and just stand up here for a word of prayer. Let us pray tonight. And if the enemy's been on you and he's been battling you, this is a good place to take care of it. It's a good place to say, I'm taking it to the altar and I'm leaving it there. Not going to pick it up. Not going to take it home with me. I'm making a stand to fight in this army. I will not be defeated. I will win. Will you come? Stand all over this house with us tonight. Let us just offer ourselves to him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us. God, I thank you for mercy. I thank you, God, for grace. I thank you, God, for love. I thank you, God, for giving me the authority and the power that I need over the enemy. I thank you, God, because I know that, Lord, I don't have to fear. You said perfect love casts that all fear. And I believe that. We don't have to be afraid of the enemy. We don't have to run. We don't have to wait for a 16-year-old boy to do the job. But there are champions. God, let the champions rise. Let the champions go forward. Let the champions fight the battle. God, there are those that are under bondage and they need released they need victory touch them God if there's anybody in this house that's fighting a battle God I join with them and I pray with them and I agree with them the enemy has to go in Jesus' name, you are a defeated devil. You're a defeated foe. <laughs> Glory be to God. Thank you for those that have stood strong and those that have not bent. And those that have stood strong and said, I depend upon God to bring me through. <laughs>